And like, mm-hmm. honestly, that's where I am with my kids. Like every time I get upset with them, I'm like, he's ungrateful, entitled, you know, because I'm like, I can't even believe that mm-hmm. you feel like it's so terrible for you. Like there mm-hmm. are people who have never had a room. I think what I need to do is like take them to like a shelter mm-hmm. and have them spend some time doing something like that because I just shake my head so much. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are you really going to cry because your third pair of shoes this year is delayed? Mm-hmm. Or I'm like, are you really mm-hmm. about to be throwing a small fit because you're not going to eat chicken nuggets? Like, mm-hmm. what if you didn't have anything to eat? Mm-hmm. There are people all, who actually have no food. It's, all, it's like those kids, like those kids that were freaking out when they were like, I'm sorry, baby, but we can't go to McDonald's today. We can't go anywhere to eat. And the kids were like freaking out and crying. I was like, I was so grateful when my grandpa would take me to McDonald's and buy me a happy meal. And that was not often. I mean, that was like maybe once a month, if that, just because it was mm-hmm. a luxury to just go and spend money on like food from the restaurant or whatever. And to have your, your, yeah. your birthday party, to have your birthday party at McDonald's, like you were the shit, like you were yeah. definitely, you were someone to have your, your birthday party at McDonald's and to have all them kids right. get all them burgers and fries and it'd be paid for by the parent who ran the party. Okay. You know? And those little parties are not cheap. I think I probably oh. paid McDonald's at least three, $400 for that party. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my God. Those were the best. Those were the best. And I still like, I'm, now I'm craving McDonald's cause I didn't have, I haven't had McDonald's in like forever. And it's like, it's not like the most amazing burger ever. You know, I think right. Whataburger is totally better than McDonald's, but oh my God. yes, yes. And I think, Jack in the Box tacos. I'm so craving wow. Jack in the Box tacos. I was trying to figure out. I was like, okay, because I, you know, I I order from that app, and because I'm not willing to go through a drive through yet. I'm just that paranoid, mm-hmm. so I'm not willing to go through drive through. Yeah. But I've been ordering through that app where they deliver your food, um, and mm-hmm. so I have been craving um, several things that I haven't had in a while, and um, I have been craving the Jack in the Box tacos. I used to like go through Jack in the Box and, and I used to do this like for a while I was doing this in secret because like my partner was like, you know, don't eat, you know, bad because your blood pressure is going to go up and all this other stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just going to go run some errands. And then I go through the Jack in the Box and I'd order, um, an ultimate breakfast sandwich. And then I'd order like, I used to, well, this was my original. So it was like ultimate breakfast sandwich. And then I would order six, uh, tacos. And then I would order a, la- mm. a large fries and then a large curly fries. And then a large Diet Coke, always oh. a Diet Coke. Oh like God. I never did regular Coke, always a Diet Coke. Right. Cause I was like, a Diet Coke's good. I love my Diet Coke. I can drink Diet Coke all day. So that was my thing. Um, and then like, mm-hmm. I guess as time went on and you get older, you just don't eat as much or you just can't fit as much into your stomach. And so I went down from yeah. like, six tacos to four tacos. And then and I used to add actually a jumbo Jack to that whole order. And that was like the full meal. And so the jumbo Jack oh went away God. first and then it went down to four tacos. And then, so yeah. And then only one fries. Yeah. You can eat, yeah. but that sounds like a really good time. I love curly fries from oh, Jack yeah. in the box. I love the Jack in the box yes. tacos. Like it's not like they're made from the most decadent meat, but Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. The crunch no. on those things. Yes. Oh my God. So I'm like, I was trying to, I was trying to like a few, a few weeks ago, I was looking online and I was trying to find if, you know, cause there's some app, I think it's called pot belly or something where, um, you can order food or some belly, something belly, but you can order food from like different restaurants all across the country and they will send it to you in the mail and they'll like, it'll be all frozen wow. up and everything. Yeah. So I like, I'm like, cool. Cause my friends are always sending me like 
they're always sending me like bagels or like random stuff, you know? And so I was like, okay, cool. But I was looking and I was like, Did you, are you on here, Jack in the Box? They're not on there. I was like, ah. Oh. And there's a Jack in the Box here in New Mexico, but I don't feel like driving all the I will drive to all the way to Albuquerque actually for them, but it's like, <laughs> I, don't, I still haven't been able to go through a drive through. So I'm like, ah. Oh. And I only have like yeah. six, like six fast food places that I can order from. And. Uh. And it's not one of them. And neither is McDonald's. I'm like, y'all need to get your game together. I don't know what the hell y'all are thinking. This is the pandemic, you know, y'all. I think, I think McDonald's has their own order and delivery service. Or they associate huh. with somebody. Because I, I Michaela keeps asking me if I want her to order McDonald's. And I'm like, no. It must be some app or something. Huh. And I'm like, no. That, you're not ordering McDonald's. But I think they have some some way they can do delivery. Interesting. I was going to ask you before you said that you couldn't get to the Jack in the Box if there were any restaurants there that we have at home that you mm-hmm. guys don't have. Lots yeah, of- there's a couple. Like we don't like there is a Whataburger in Albuquerque. That's like the closest one. Um, but I mean, it's, I used to like go to hit Whataburger up like a couple of times a month. But what is it like? One thing that I miss is like breakfast tacos even though it's not like a particular chain it's just mm-hmm. breakfast tacos because they have everything here i mean they pretty much have it's not a fair they have everything it's like a, it's like an it's it's like a small town feel but they got all the major amenities so you can find everything mm-hmm. here cost plus you know all that other stuff whole foods um but like i miss breakfast tacos because here it's breakfast burritos everything's a freaking burrito so it's like a bun like a big old tortilla and then it's like a big old it's almost like the um chipotle like burrito uh-huh. size type like everything's that size burrito but they don't have like it's not a common thing to order breakfast tacos or like breakfast taco trucks or places where you can only get like a breakfast tacos or whatever and i kind of miss my breakfast tacos because here the mexican food it's more it's a mix with pueblo style food but it's also like a different type of mexican it's not tex-mex yeah. tex-mex is like the mm-hmm. taco stuff the whole taco vibe that's tex-mex yeah. or california so i miss breakfast yeah. tacos so i just make them myself mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I think those are the best ones. Mm-hmm. Like I remember growing up, but my mom would sometimes make breakfast tacos with mm-hmm. like sausage and eggs and mm-hmm. salsa. Mm-hmm. Just reflecting back on those times. Wow. Those were good times. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm making, I'm making enchiladas tonight. So like I'm looking for, are you I was, really? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, we, were, we were walking on the trail, like right before I got, I got on here, like we were walking on the trail and I went to get a shower, but um, I was like, you know, one thing that I am grateful for, for the fact that we're here. Cause we're kind of in a neighborhood that's kind of on the outskirts of like city Santa Fe. So we're not technically in Santa Fe. And even though our neighborhood is like 6,000 residents, but we have a few at the front, we have like these little shops and stores and like, you know, food places. And, um, one thing is that if you want fast food, you probably, you got to go driving and get it unless you've been ordering through the app, which is what I've been doing. But it's just like, eh, I don't really crave it that often enough and it's not worth it. Um, it's gotta be really worth it for me to like, want to go and drive and, and it's like a 15 minute drive into town to get something, which is no different than driving from like my side of town in Houston to the opposite side where I used to go and buy, you know, stuff right. on the other side of downtown. Um, but I miss, um, I, I miss fast food, but I was like, I'm so grateful we don't have the immediate access to fast food places because if you want fast food, you really got to really want it um, or it's just going to be very inconvenient or costly to have it. And like we don't eat out, but like maybe once a month if that. So everything we eat is pretty much like 
homemade stuff that I buy yeah. and make myself. But I'm making enchiladas tonight. So I'm, I've already got some chicken that I already shredded. And I'm going to make my enchiladas with some beans and some cheese. And we can't find the right sauce because the sauce we used to use was Trader Joe's sauce. And that's the closest thing to like yeah. an authentic sauce that I've tasted. So we're going to try something new tonight. So hopefully it comes out good because I don't know. Yeah. I mean, actually, okay. So <laughs> last week I, I found out that I needed to remember my routine. Oh. I was talking to you about my schedule mm. at home. Mm -hmm. So I did that. I set everything up and I had so much more time and I had so much less mm. stress, of course, mm -hmm. but we didn't eat, have to eat out because I didn't have to try to scramble to feed people. Yeah. So I'm sure that was an adjustment for, you know, the kids, but I don't care. Like we need to be eating better, yeah. you know, like, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with us eating out or eating fast food really, but that's not how I want to be every day. And I remember a time when I was growing up, my mom either would get Taco Bell or McDonald's. Mm. And this was when McDonald's had those like plasticky rubber uh, Happy Meal bags. Mm -hmm. And I can still remember the smell of the fries in the bag mm. every time I would get it. And I would be like, this smells like poison. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm -mm. So... I don't know. I just, I, I'm grateful for that because I mean, I like cooking. It just takes time, you know? Mm. So I had to like create that in my schedule and then just to be spending more time with them and mm. watching movies and things we want to do as opposed to like, yeah. well, let me hurry up and scramble and get this work done. Like, you know, I made the space where I needed to. I also took mm. a day off because I was mm -hmm. like, I need to take a break. <laughs> 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 but it's necessary. Like sometimes you just have to treat yourself. Sometimes you have to give yourself a little extra time. And I think like I was supposed to connect with Shannon last week because we were going to do a channeling, channeling session on Thursday and I wasn't really feeling it, but I was like, I'm going to do it anyways because this is important for people. And then he was like, I'm so sorry, but I'm not, you know, like I have to go get my mouth fixed or something. Like I was like, that's okay. I'm fine. Like we just won't do it this week. Right. And then this week we're going to do it this week and he's still having to deal with the same issue. So I was like, that's fine. So we have it set for next Thursday. But it's like, oh, my God, I get an extra day off that I didn't plan for. So and at that point, I literally just like I walked around in a circle in the living room like, OK, what do I do now? And I'm not used to that. I'm used to like hustling and like having to push myself every yeah. second, trying to like catch up to everything that I'm supposed to be doing. And like I even mm -hmm. I haven't put out an article in a few weeks because I just haven't felt inspired to write. And I even mm -hmm. told Roxy and Reagan, I was like, Hey y'all, I'm taking a little bit of a break from writing articles. So don't expect an article from me for a few weeks. I'm just, I'm just like not there mentally and I don't feel like writing and I'm just going to like enjoy some of the time off that I have because God knows I'm probably going to need that since everything is about to get a little crazy as we get closer yeah. to the election anyways. Right. So I'm like, eh, let me just like enjoy mm -hmm. this because what if everything goes to hell in a handbasket and then, you know, everything collapses, my business fails. And then we have to move to like, you know, some <laughs> random place on the beach somewhere in Mexico, you know, it's like, whatever. And so I'm like, let me just enjoy this right now because them articles aren't worth me stressing myself out. I try to like pump out some content or something every freaking, you know, free moment that I get. Yeah. So I was like, eh, I'm just going to enjoy this time off and just like, just be calm and enjoy this, this like quiet serenity period, you know? So yeah. Yeah, that's what I've been, that's what I think I've been on. as creatives, we don't let ourselves do that enough. Yeah. Like we really feel like we have to be nose to the grindstone, hustle, hustle, hustle all the mm -hmm. time to like, you know, produce, and mm -hmm. I feel like we we just don't. You know, there are things that I have just said, I don't have to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And like in the past, I would have been like, no, I have to make sure that I meet all my, 
little metrics that I set for myself because no one else is setting these metrics. Like people are not like, well, if she don't put out an episode this week, Mm -hmm. I'm going to cut her. Like they're not doing that. You know, that's me like saying if I don't do it. So like I just designed this, this show, like I'll just in one month, I make sure that I make four interviews and then I take those four interviews and cut them in half into four (laughs) and then release it every week. But like, because my thing was I was wanting to be consistent, but like the way things are right now and with the kids in school, I'm like, there is no way that I'm going to sit and do an episode every week where mm-hmm. I'm going to record it and I'm going to edit it and I'm going to be a, a full time mom and I'm going to be supporting all the people that I support. There's just no way. Yeah. You know, well, you know, I think I think that that has already been changing anyways, because like a lot of these big before COVID, this was before COVID, like a lot of these series and shows like they would come out, they were only making like 12 episodes and they would do like four or five and then some break would come up or they'd be not on for like three or four weeks and then they Mm -hmm. would put out the other four. Um, And and I was noticing that with several um, series, I'm like, okay, well, they're not staying consistent and putting something out every single week. Some weeks they're taking like a break or something. And so I'm like, okay, well, why is, is the standard different for us? And like, yeah, I, gr- granted we have an audience granted. We have people who are like, you, you know, they're going to our content and they're coming and they're, they're looking us up or they're, you know, but at the same time, life is fucking life. Like I, to have to do something every week on the clock, you know, it's like, I try to be on time for my appointments. That's my priority for me to be on time for all the lives ain't going to happen because it's just is not going to happen. So I'll be there around about roundabouts that time. And I'm there and I'm doing free readings. I think that's enough. You know, I think that's enough for me to be on the yeah. clock. Like, unless this is like, I'm getting paid by a sponsor and I need to be like clocking it. Then yeah, then that's a different story. I will work my schedule around that. But no, like, no, it's too much. It's too, we have a lot of responsibilities and you know, mm-hmm the show, all the content creation, that's all extra. It's not like we're getting paid a ton of money to do that. That's just stuff that was our passion. It's a labor of love, you know, and we have our own other jobs. We, you know, I have my clientele base and you've got your own job as well. And so all this other stuff is extra, but it's, it is a labor of love. And I think if you love, if you love it and it means something to you, do something with it, you know, do something with it. And like, spend a little time, invest a little time and energy, put some stuff out, put some content out. Um, and it's really, that's more, most important thing anyways. And now we're in a pause and pause and, you know, play world where you can pause in everything and you can come back and finish watching something if you want. It doesn't have to be like on the clock, et cetera. You know, that's just the way yeah. I feel. And actually yeah. I've seen a lot better downloads with the way I was doing it than when I was yeah. trying to produce something fresh. Yeah. You know, because it's still yeah. fresh. They haven't heard it before, but I'm not stressed. You know, mm-hmm. Liz has a good question. She says, <clears throat> my throat, excuse me. Do you personally feel like you produce more effectively when you take time off or when you're under pressure? Mm-hmm. For me, definitely whenever I've taken time to relax. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think that for me, it depends because like back when I was at Starbucks, I felt like I was more effective or more of a like, you know, like go, go, go. Like I can get more stuff done when I basically was like pushed in a corner to get it all done Mm -hmm. because by nature, I'm a really lazy person. I want to do shit. And so I could get more done at work if I felt like there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of like really drive to get things done under a deadline. So for me, that worked for me with what I do now. Some days I think if I'm rested, 
And then, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm pondering my existence. Maybe I, you know, vape a little bit or whatever. Like all of a sudden I go into this mindset of like, I have to talk about this. This is important. Or this is something that I have to, and I get into that creative zone and I either want to type something out or I start to go into, you know, writing out all the, all the quotes or I'm like going in and wanting to discuss a concept that I think is important that people may have missed, et cetera. There are days where I'm, I've relaxed, I've got that chill vibe and I can really create or go into that whole mindset. There are other days where when I know I have a lot piling up, I'm like, oh my God, I've got too much going on. It's all of just the idea of so much piling up stresses me out that I know the only way that I'm going to either be able to cope is by just dropping a bunch of stuff and saying, sorry, I'm not doing that this week. Or like sitting my butt down, you know, getting a strong cup of coffee or, or some, you know, nootropic and then just start hitting it like crazy and just start trying to knock out as much as I can, which is typically what I do because yeah, with, with the workload I have, I don't really want to do anything extra on the days off. So, and I try to like bundle my e-readings so that I can at least have a day or two where I'm not doing anything mentally or anything to do with clients. And so I can get all of them done before, you know, so that way I'm not running behind, but every now and then, like I just, I just, I, I know I need to knock it all out in one day and I'll hit it all in one day and then I'm good. And I'm like, okay, I can breathe. And it's usually with taxes because taxes is the one thing that I like, I hold off on and I'm like, I don't want to deal with taxes. I don't want to deal with, I think I even got on my tax guy because I have a tax guy who deals with it. And I was like, don't you just have like an online system like TurboTax where I can just like put in my <laughs> social or something? I can like pull all the information in. I don't have to sit there and like look at numbers or sign like, like, you know, write the numbers in or write this and look at this form. Like, can I just like, he's like, I don't like doing my taxes either. So you know, I was like, oh, well, you're the tax guy. But he, I thought that was hysterical. Right. That made my day. I was like, okay, why? Well, I, I guess I can do it. I guess I can fill this out. I guess that's like being really good at something, but not, not really your passion enjoying it. Mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah I guess that's how I feel about my job because I'm like mm. I am good at this that's why you don't fire me but <laughs> <it makes> me <laughs> right right yeah I, I I'm good I think if I if I weren't doing this full time going through this whole experience of like having my own business and doing my own thing. I think that I know what I can do if I didn't do this. I definitely would offer like video editing as an opportunity for people who want to like create content. Cause I know I can do that well. Um, so that's one. Yeah. Um, I think I could be more, I, I can act as a production, uh, a, pr a producer for people who want to have their own brands or own car content, not the, not the social media posting stuff that I just don't even care for that either, but like actually like sitting them down saying, Hey, we're going to create this. We're going to produce this. So I'm going to be on my end recording this. I'm going to bring it together, edit it, bring it, you know, so you look good. I love doing that. Yeah. I actually really enjoy doing that as well. And I actually thought about, you know, offering that as, as a service just because I enjoy that also. But, you know, yeah. right now, no. But I mean, I thought about that. So that's also an, an option for me as well. Website design, I can website design, you know, giving other psychics or mediums the opportunity to go full time and like basically getting them set up to actually have that opportunity. I could do that as well, which, you know, I want to do that with the class that I want to, because we're working on that class for psychics and mediums who want to go pro to actually have the yeah. best opportunity to go. Cause I don't know a lot of psychics and mediums who do this full time. Like yeah. I actually, I was talking to Ed a few weeks ago and he's like, you know, how many psychics do you know that do this full time? I'm like, honestly, like maybe one or two. And you know, it wasn't solo. It was like with a partnership or something, but 
majority of the psychics and mediums that I know, they're not full time. They only do this part time because either they don't have that business savviness or they aren't willing to take the risk or they don't want to have to advertise or promote themselves. And that's a big part of it. Like you have Mm -hmm. to promote yourself. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the, the, the bulk of it. I don't Mm -hmm. want to come out and say, this is what I do because a lot of people are not comfortable you know, I know I'm blurring up right now. I don't know what it is. Oh, you're fine, girl. You're fine. Don't you worry, baby. You are fine. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that, Grace. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of people don't want to, like, even with with me being like, yes, I use my intuition to help people with their business. Like, mm-hmm. I felt really weird doing that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's what it is. Like, I'm not. I know the same. The same person who's down there trying to wrangle them kids is not the same person mm-hmm. who is up here with the business information. So, like, I have to be real about that, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people are really gifted, but they are scared to be called crazy or weirdo. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's get Liz on here. All right. Hello. Can you? <laughs> Hi. Oh, you... Hey. Hi. Hey, How you doing? How you doing? My beautiful? daughter. <laughs> My daughter helped me. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Well, no, thank you. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, no wonder if she's ever going to come on here or not. But that's okay. You're on now. Yay. 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 Yeah. What did you want to talk about, or what did you want to ask about? Well, back to the question that I asked. Do you feel like? Um, you produce better when you actually take time off Mm. or when you're under pressure. Mm -hmm. I I definitely, I think it's both. I mean, when it comes to doing the readings, I, I, I need at least people don't realize this, but I don't work like five days a week, you know, 24 hours a day. I can't do that. Like there's just no way I'm going to be able to do that. Um, I work with clients like three days a week. That's just the client appointments because it takes a lot out of me to be able to do that. Um, I tried, I used to do four days a week and I was burning out and I could not keep up with it. So I decided I need to take care of myself so that I can maintain because I don't want to turn into one of these like psychics who end up burning out and then they don't, they aren't able to keep up with it. Um, and so I take, I take, I work three days and then I have three days off where I just kind of like chill or relax or try not to stress myself or or take three days to kind of recoup my energy. Um, Because I still have one day that I work on stuff as well. And I do still do e-reading. So I'm still working to some extent, but it's not like I have appointments all day long because I can't do that. There's just no way I would burn out if that happens. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it feels like to me, like, like you do so much and I'm thinking, Oh my God, when is Bernie going to take a break? But, um, (laughs) but for me, it's funny because like I, I produce better when I'm under pressure. Mm. And then like when I get to, you know, when I complete what I'm doing, I'm like so exhausted. Like, why did I do that? Why did I wait till the last minute kind of thing? So, and some people relax when they relax, they, you know, they produce better. I don't know. I guess everybody's Mm. different. Mm. Uh, what do you, yeah. do you, do you use anything, Michelle, do you use anything to like help you get through a day? Because I, I drink coffee, but I also take um, supplements and nootropics that help me to kind of stay focused. So do you take anything, Michelle, to kind of get you through a day to get through all the workload? No, um, I drink my coffee in the morning and I only drink coffee on the weekdays. So Monday mm. through Friday, I have coffee and I want to sleep. I, I, on the weekends, I'm like, mm, mm. and I go and I, I just rest. But 
I don't take anything. And it's probably because I'm like, I have like, I don't know. I probably have some ism against medication or anything because mm. I took that uh, sertraline for oh, so yeah. long and mm. it took me away from my creativity and I need that so much to mm. do what I am doing. Mm. So no, I just mm. use coffee, but I read this new book um, called eat that frog, which helped me to redesign my schedule mm -hmm. because it's about procrastination. So like if you have a lot to do, oh, yeah. you do the big thing first, but you outline everything. Right. So it's like, really taking oh. a precise look at the projects that you have and I have a lot of projects so I'm like okay instead of feeling overwhelmed by it and kind of just taking bites out of each each one every now and then mm -hmm. I'm like how can I really organize this to be more productive and then just like I was saying this week I didn't feel overwhelmed I was able to get through the stuff that was on my schedule because mm -hmm. I have a little happy planner so when I'm crossing off the things I'm like wow I'm really getting this stuff done so like I was also like you Liz, like where I would just wait to the last mm -hmm. minute and then be like, Brr. but yeah. I was so stressed at the end of it. And I would be like, huh, I never want to look at this again. And I don't want to feel like that yeah. about any of my work. Mm. So I was like, how can I fix this yeah. for myself? So the book mm -hmm. came. And that's a great it, idea. Yeah. yeah, that's a great idea. Well, I drink tons of coffee, Liz. Um, I have maybe <laughs> two or three cups before I even start working. Um, so I do have an issue with ADD. A lot of people don't realize this, but I actually have been diagnosed with mm -hmm. ADD um, or ADHD, you know, and I have difficulty sometimes concentrating or staying focused on the workload. And like before, back in the day, um, before I was diagnosed, I would wake up and I would drink my coffee, but I wouldn't focus. And so all the stuff that I normally do before I start working with clients, I wouldn't do it. I would just keep getting distracted and getting distracted. And I think oh, yeah. that hasn't been a bad thing because from a psychic mediumship perspective, you know, whenever we're tuning into spirit, they're, they're tugging at me in so many different directions. And I kind of need to let myself go with whatever they're tugging at so that I can follow the trail of thoughts or trail of energy. They want me to understand so that I can figure out what message they have. Um, but at the same time, like in my everyday life, my partner will be talking to me and I just, I'm not even engaged oh, in the yeah. conversation. So I'm not even hearing it. Um, and so for me, um, when I got diagnosed, my doctor put me on Adderall and I was like, okay, but I don't really want to take Adderall every day because it's like, right. it's, it can mess with you. I mean, Donald Trump is an Adderall freak. Right. Look how that's worked for him. So I'm like, I'm not trying to mess my brain up. Um, so I do take a standard dose, not a high dose. So just a standard dose, um, on my work right. days just to keep up with my workload and just to make sure I can keep up with everything that is on my plate those days. But when I'm not working, um, I do, I still drink coffee. Um, I also take a nootropic, which is this, I forget what it's called, but it's this nootropic that was, um, it was designed. It, what it does is it basically reactivates or it forces your neurons to work that are not usually activated or not usually like they're not usually um traditionally used and so it kind of forces the neurons to start to work and so it forces my brain to work some days when I don't really want to work because especially on days when I'm off when I'm not working with clients or doing readings I literally want to disengage mm -hmm. I don't want to talk to people I don't want to I, I it's almost like 
the thought of listening or talking to a person is just, I can't do it. And so my brain kind of shuts off and Mm -hmm. I go into my own little Fernie bubble. So I have to be very aware of what I'm doing and how much I'm doing so that I don't overdo it. Um, so whenever I look tired, like people are always like, you need to take a break or you look tired. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm tired. Like I've been working my butt off, (laughs) but it's intentional. I I know my limits and trust me, I will be making up for this in the next few days or whatnot. So you Mm kind of have to take it in stride, but this is part of the work. Like if I'm going to do what I do, uh, if I were just going to work off of no caffeine, I can probably do three readings, maybe four at the most on a workday. I do 10 readings a day with clients when I do appointments. Oh, wow. And then I do the hour live in the evening. And then we also do the study group as well. And then that doesn't account for also all the e-readings, which I do about 10 to 15 e-readings a day. So that's a lot of stuff. And yeah. that can, can make you nuts. And so I have to be very careful with the way that I set my schedule up so I don't push myself over the edge because if not, I'll probably push myself off the bridge. And so I'm not trying to do that. So I have to take several days to recoup myself just so that I can do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. My question to you, Fernie, is how do you settle all of that energy at night? Well, you You know, know, like when you get ready to go to bed. Yeah, I found that, you know, um, I found that walking has helped me to ground. Um, and I find that after I work, if I go for my walk, it's a one hour walk up and down like the mountains here, you get to be out in nature and you get to experience that energy, which is very grounding. Nature is very grounding. And so that already settles me down. Um, another thing that helps me is when I'm done working, like when I'm done with the podcast today, I'm going to get up, I'm going to go to the kitchen and I'm going to put on, you know, my golden girls episode, or maybe an episode of star Trek Voyager. And then I'll watch that while I'm cooking. And that's kind of my time to just kind of like be in my own little Fernie bubble, etc. So by that point, by the end of dinner, like I'm, that's it, you know? And sometimes after that, I'm so sleepy. I just want to go to bed or go to sleep. So I have to like force myself to try to stay up so we, my partner and I can at least watch our favorite shows together. But then once it's time to go to bed, I go to bed. It doesn't take me that long to get to bed unless I intentionally want to stay up. And then I will stay up for three or four o'clock until four, three or four o'clock in the morning. But, but the most part, like it takes me 30 minutes to an hour. And I drop like a fly and I listen to my ASMR. It's like, okay. Today we're going to touch, touch, touch. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> like, like after thirty, like after twenty minutes, I'm like all like all roncando. I'm like all you know dead asleep. So yeah. All right, Mama. Well, I'm gonna do let you, you feel go. Like you're... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, oh, real quick. Do you feel like when you when you um like when you're with your animals, your your fur babies, does mm-hmm. that help you also relax? Yeah. Well, I find cat. that it helps me. Yeah. Well, the girls, like when I'm in the room doing readings, if the girls are in here, like Chanel and Diara and Mama Cat, um, Chanel doesn't stay pretty uh, very long here. She'll, she'll go back to bed. Uh, Indiara, as soon as I start doing a reading, even if it's an e-reading where I'm just recording the, the reading, she the energy changes because it becomes erratic or it becomes a little bit... Um, it's just shifting too much. And then she takes off immediately. As soon as I start talking, mm-hmm. when I stop talking, she comes back mm-hmm. in and she'll sit down for a while. As soon as I start talking again, she'll run back out of the room because it's too much for her energy to she, and she's already a very anxious, nervous, sensitive cat. So she can't handle it. Mm-hmm. Mama cat. She's roncando right next to me. She don't care. She's like, you know, like I'm here, I'm here. And she'll like put her ball out and she'll do her little thing. Like, you know, and, and that's just how she <laughs> is. But yeah, but they do help Aww. me like just relax and like get, 
cuddled up yeah. with him. Yeah, that helps me. Just I can never stop kissing Mama Cat. I kissed her like I want to say fifty times. Oh, a yeah. day. That's how obsessed I am I with that damn cat. I can imagine. So, mm-hmm. I, I get it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. Mama, enjoy well, thank your weekend. You. Thank you, Fernie. Thank you for calling thank you. in. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> you're welcome. Thanks Sorry for about the. List. I just got out of the shower. No, <laughs> you're welcome. Girl, you're thank fine. you, guys. You're fine, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> bye. All right. Bye. Oh, she's so Aww, sweet. that was cool. Yeah. So, so did you see so you my? Did I what? Oh, did I see your what? Did you see my post earlier this week where I, I had a dream, another dream about, yeah. yeah. So I had a dream about, it was an interesting dream because it was a dream where I was like walking in a mall and it was in mm-hmm. Houston. I knew it was in Houston and I was freaking out because there was a lot of people in the mall. Not all of them were wearing, actually a lot of them were not wearing masks or wearing masks properly. Mm-hmm. And I, in the dream, was like trying to wear my mask properly, but I was only wearing it underneath my nose, not necessarily covering my nose. So I was freaking out in the dream because I felt like I was exposing myself to COVID. And it was Houston because there was also like a NASA exhibit and they were doing like, you know, people were sitting down next to each other. And there was this woman sitting next to me and I was like, girl, like you better get away from me because you ain't even got nothing on your face. And, you know, I ain't trying to get ill. So I'm going to need you to like scoot on over. And then I left that place in the dream and then I was driving through like the old part of town that I lived on and I was trying to figure out where to park my truck because I was like oh my god I am worried about flooding it's gonna flood and I know that there's you know water gonna be coming up and I need to like park my truck high up so that is not gonna get flooded out and then like I found a spot in like a second story garage thing and then that was it and, and I was done so that was interesting mm-hmm. and I woke up and I was like okay and I remembered it and it was sometimes when I wake up from a dream and I remember it clearly and it feels significant, I know it's significant. And so I was like, okay, well let me write this down. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be sharing this with people. So I'd like put it, posted it on, on Instagram, but what I'm finding now and what I'm figuring out, and this is something I've been learning like in the last few months, because you know, whenever I tune into the future, when I tune in trying to see anything or detail or anything like that, I always assume that I'm tuning into the most likely, um, likely event that's going to take place. And what I've been discovering is that sometimes when I'm tuning in, it isn't always the likely event that's going to take place. It's the likely event that everybody believes is going to take place sometimes. And so Sometimes like, for example, like that chart that I like did a few months back where there was a chart that looks almost identical to the chart that's officially been put out about the cases of COVID positive COVID cases in the U S it's like almost identical. And what ended up happening is that even though that is the official chart and mine is like almost identical, it, the numbers aren't correct. The numbers aren't accurate. Reporting's not accurate. None of that is like, it's trustworthy because there's been so many discrepancies either with the testing or with the numbers being reported. And so I'm like, well, wouldn't I see, or wouldn't have I sensed the accurate number, but I don't think anyone knows at this point what the accurate number is. And I think, and what I saw was the official posted chart, not the accurate number. And so Mm. I've been realizing like a few months, like a few month or two ago when I was having that dream about that hurricane or whatever, and I was worried about the flooding, it didn't actually hit Houston, but it did impact that area severely. And so I was like, okay, well, 
it didn't hit Houston. So what the hell was that about? So when I had this dream this week, I was like, you know what? This might not be something that's going to threaten Houston, but it might be enough of an issue in the area that it's going to make headlines that people are going to think or be worried or, or concerned about it. And maybe the dream was a reflection of people's anxieties or fears or whatever. And so I thought maybe that's what it is. So I even posted it when I posted it on Instagram. I said, hey, y'all. Just FYI, I had a dream. This was my dream. COVID cases may be going up or there may be a lot more of it spreading or the numbers may go up in Houston. So y'all need to be following the guidelines. But also there might be the potential flooding in the area, but there may not actually be anything hitting Houston. It just may be something that yeah. makes headlines in the area, which was, it was Delta. And so that ended up being mm-hmm. what was poor, poor Louisiana. I don't even know what well, to say about just, Louisiana. Yeah, okay. Girl, it's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah, that's like what, like three, maybe what, three in a row? Because mm-hmm. those two that we were talking about mm-hmm. last time go over there. Yep. I think so, yeah. Yeah, because it was the first one that went up there and it kind of spattered out. And then there was the second one, which is the one we talked about the last time. And then it was mm-hmm. Delta, which is the third with Delta Burks. So, um, yeah. Oh my God, I love her. Don't play with me. That's my show, Designing oh Women. My oh my God, I love Designing Women. Oh my God. Some uh, of these shows, they just don't like Golden Girls, Designing Women. I mean, I didn't, I just, we just started watching Designing Women this past this year like we just watched Mm -hmm. it for the very first time ever because i remember growing up oh my god God, yeah like i like when i first met ed he was like golden girls golden girls golden girls and i was like okay it's like a bunch of old women like i why do i want to watch it but then oh my god the just it's amazingly wonderful so i loved that and then we both hadn't watched um i think he'd seen some designing women but not a whole the whole series so we started watching it from the beginning this year and it is hysterical it is so funny uh, and delta burke was one of the best characters on there like she just oh my god oh so good my favorite episode was the one where julia went off on those beauty queens yeah and i was like tell him girl yeah you know, like I just, you know, I, I love uh, women with attitude. So that mm-hmm. was my show. I probably pretended I was on that show every week. <laughs> I, like, oh, I'm, I work there mm-hmm. with them. I've designed houses mm-hmm. too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, one of the things that I liked um, was that they didn't, I don't think that they shied away from like topics. I think they actually like really hit a lot of topics. Like they, t- they, they brought up um, AIDS and HIV. They brought up that they brought up, you know, um, uh, I think they brought up women, women who were beaten or like abused by men. I yeah. think that was in one of the episodes. Um, they brought up blackface when Delta wore blackface trying to be Diana Ross and they would not let her mm-hmm. on the stage. Like, girl like it was like i saw it and i was like when you watch those those shows you realize how freaking racist or how like oh my god some of the things are but at the same time there's also a lot of ahead of their time with certain topics that like we like talking about you know uh being vegetarian or vegan or like all these other things and um what's her name um uh suzanne's sister what is her name um julia julia yeah julia Yeah, Miss Sugar Baker. Yes. Um, even though she played this like complete like progressive liberal like person on the show, in reality she was actually like a, a hardcore Republican, and a lot of people do yeah. not know that. And she did not like having to be put in that position where she was like promoting or like trying to push this like very liberal agenda, but she made a deal with the producers and she says, if you make me have to stand up for something that I don't 
out of character believe in, then you have to give me a part or write in a part where I get to do some sort of musical like, or, or, oh, wow. you know, and so there, that's why she started doing a lot more musical stuff because she made a deal with them. Uh-huh. Like I'll do it, but y'all are going to have me do. And so she got more airtime because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Hey, you do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. I think more people need to start operating that way and mm-hmm. use it whatever you have get you some leverage if you need it you know like Mm -hmm. i don't know like be brave stand up for yourself you never know what you're going to get back from it yeah yeah i i i think that you know us um going back and like watching those old shows and those old series it just it's a wake-up call with a lot of things where like we're still dealing with this crap like this is still the issue you know like anthony he was you know he was a, a convict and he had gotten out and there was always a running joke in the show but, and you know, Suzanne was always like, you know, dogging on him or like picking on him about it, but it, you know, they ended up becoming really good friends or close friends, yeah. which was just a really interesting thing to see. But it's just, it's fascinating that there are still issues that back then were big, big issues that we still 30, 40 years later are dealing with. And I'm just like, how is that possible? Like, are like, how is it that we made so much progress like in the last 200 years with a lot of different things and then we suddenly like come to a grinding halt and then we're just kind of like trying to claw our way to the next stage of our cultural conscious evolution, you know? Mm-mm. I mean, they're intentionally ignoring it on a lot of levels. That's why, you know, and I hate to be the conspiracy person that says mm-hmm. the media, but I mean, they are pushing out what we look at. You know, and we both watched that um, social experiment, whatever that was called. I can't remember exactly. But, I mean, they do have some control over what we're looking at. And if they don't intend for us to progress, then we're just going to be like, la, la, la. Oh, I, mm-hmm. I love it here. It's so much fun. I have so much freedom. Look how much Internet I get to use. I'm at the mall. I'm over here. I'm doing this. And meanwhile, there's a whole section of people who are suffering and being mistreated. And mm-hmm. and everybody at their suburban house is like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Does that even exist? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, so, you know, it. I think in like during the 80s and 90s, when we think that that was like our glory period or our glory day, I think those issues were still, I mean, I think that was all still okay. happening. But I think it wasn't politically correct to talk about it or like advertise or promote that this was an issue in this country. It was almost like, I want to say it was unpatriotic or un, you know, American to share on TV how people in our own country were suffering or going through this. And I think that, you know, it's like, it was there. We just didn't acknowledge it or we just didn't, you know, really appreciate the irony of it, you know? Okay. Okay.